Hi, I'm Pat Rulo, author, speaker, and radio host of Speak Up Talk Radio. I'm local and vocal when it comes to healthcare safety. If you need a life-changing topic and speaker for your next event, call me, 440-725-5462, or visit speakupandstayalive.com. Patient safety is your right, so don't go wrong. Let me share what I know with your group, 440-725-5462, or visit speakupandstayalive.com. Welcome to Speak Up and Stay Alive Radio with author, speaker, and your host, Pat Rulo, serving you a generous helping of everything you need to know to help you and your loved ones stay safe during any doctor or hospital visit. The program is not intended to replace medical advice from a licensed professional, but rather to encourage you to become a well-informed participant in your health and well-being. And now, your host, Pat Rulo. Hello and welcome. I'm Pat Rulo, the voice for patient safety, where each week we delve into little-known healthcare and hospital hazards, as well as other fringe topics that affect your health and well-being. I'm so happy you've taken the time to join me, and today I have lots to share with you. So, let's dig right in, shall we? Every day, I get massive amounts of emails and phone calls from listeners who want to share information with me, and I so appreciate that. It does make it often difficult to get back to everyone, as that would mean I would spend the entire day on the phone, which I wouldn't mind doing except for one thing, work. Kind of have to do that. Well, anyway, someone shared a website from a woman whom I interviewed a while back. Her name is Patricia Burke and she leads the fight against smart meters in Maryland and who now has a website with some seriously important information called whatis5g.info, whatis5g.info. And I need to share this with you right now as we are in the midst of a humanity-changing moment. Yes, right now. Industry and government are promoting 5G and the Internet of Things as the next big thing, hoping these will generate enormous economic growth, a colossal amount of data, and unimagined benefits to society. 5G and the Internet of Things are being foisted on us all in what can only be described as a mad rush. The telecom industry, echoed by our government officials, insist they are responding to public demand, although the vast majority of people have no idea what either 5G or the Internet of Things are. So, in case you are one of these folks of the vast majority, what is 5G? Well, 5G refers to the fifth generation. That's what the 5 and G stands for. Fifth generation of wireless technology. Its intended purpose is to provide faster and higher capacity data transmissions to carry the massive amount of data that will be generated from the Internet of Things and for faster video streaming. What is clear is that 5G will include the higher millimeter wave frequencies never before used for public internet and communications technology. These waves do not travel easily through buildings like the frequencies given off by cell towers today. So this will require millions of new cell towers. 
The wireless telecom industry is aggressively seeking to outfit nearly every lamppost and utility post around the country with a wireless small cell, in quotes, antenna, potentially beaming hazardous radiation next to or into your home 24-7. And just because they are called small cell does not mean they are small in size. I've seen pictures of these that look like large cans on top of existing telephone poles, giant freestanding boxes on the ground, and even disguised as mailboxes. Well, in light of the robust and ever-growing independent science showing adverse health effects from radiofrequency microwave radiation, the densification of our neighborhoods with 5G infrastructure may prove to be a very ill-conceived idea. So what is the Internet of Things? The Internet of Things, as being marketed and sold to the public, is a vision of wirelessly connecting everything possible to the Internet, all machines, appliances, objects, and devices. In addition to the Internet of Things, will include artificial intelligence, augmented reality, robots, and enhanced humans. That would be humans with some form of technology implanted or integrated into their biology to enhance human characteristics or capabilities. The Internet of Things sensors and surveillance cameras will pepper our communities as well. New cyber physical systems of the Internet of Things will render all objects smart, meaning they are connected to the cloud, thus enabling machine-to-machine and machine-to-human communications you know, smart TVs, smart refrigerators. Some of the Internet of Thing products currently being manufactured include driverless cars, clothing, toasters, coffee makers, even diapers and pacifiers for babies will be made smart. Huh, I like this one. There will be smart mattresses with infidelity detection systems. Oh, yeah. Smart toothbrushes to record and notify you of how well you are brushing your teeth. Wi-Fi connected pills to transmit data to your physician. And even the Internet of Thing promises Bluetooth tampons and other things too weird to talk about right now. We'll also include robots, sensors, surveillance cameras, and we'll generate personal usage data which will be mined, stored, and can be used by government, law enforcement, and industry, and we'll also irradiate your home and community 24-7 with hazardous frequencies of pulsed microwave radiation, exactly what smart meters do right now. Now this website I'm talking about, what is 5G.info, it shares eight ways that 5G and the Internet of Things will cause serious harms to humans, wildlife, and our Earth. And there are many more than eight, just by the way. So what are the eight ways that the 5G and the Internet of Things will harm us? Well, First is health. The robust and growing independent science shows harms to our health from microwave radiation. And I talk about this all of the time. And note that I said independent and not industry funded science. Big difference. Privacy, the invasion of our privacy from the collection and mining of our digital data. Cybersecurity, harm to the environment. The harms to wildlife, particularly bees, butterflies, and other pollinators. And if you think, so what? Or this is just some tree hugger nonsense. You know what? Destroy the pollinators and there goes your food. But never fear. Robo bees are on their way to robotically pollinate the Monsanto genetically modified crops. And I did a segment on robo bees a while back. 
Then there's energy, the huge energy consumption to produce and power a wireless internet of things. Brains and humanity, the effect on our brains and humanity from humans increasingly inhabiting the cyber world. Then there's e-waste, the astronomical e-waste that will be generated from connecting virtually everything to the internet. E-waste equals discarded electronics. It's another outrage that results from our 21st century vision of progress. On the website, whatis5g.info, there's a 25-minute video documentary that will give you a glimpse into the lives of workers, many of whom are young children, whose job it is to dismantle our used electronics. Never thought about that, did you? Just toss it in the trash. And finally, conflict minerals. 5G and the Internet of Things will vastly grow our dependence on conflict minerals, which have brought about the death of close to 6 million people. And today I was going to hone in on the health aspect because that's where I live. But when I learned of conflict minerals, well, it made me feel sick. And so, of course, I can't feel sick all alone. So let me share with you, my friend. While humanity's use of electronics is tainted with unpleasant aspects, ranging from the need for suicide nets under the windows of Chinese iPhone factories due to deplorable working conditions, and yes, when you have a moment, go online and search for Foxconn suicide, F-O-X-C-O-N-N, Foxconn suicide, to learn how 150 Chinese workers at Foxconn threatened to commit suicide by leaping from their factory roof in protest at their working conditions. Foxconn, which manufactures gadgets for the likes of Apple, Sony, Nintendo, and HP, among others, has a grim history of suicides at its factories. A suicide cluster in 2010 saw 18 workers throw themselves from the tops of the company's buildings with 14 deaths. We were put to work without any training and paid piecemeal, said one of the protesting workers. The assembly line ran very fast, and after just one morning, we all had blisters and the skin on our hand was black. The factory was also really choked with dust and no one could bear it. Well, in the aftermath of the suicides, Foxconn installed safety nets in some of its factories and hired counselors to help its workers. Well, that's right. Don't improve the conditions, just add a few nets. But I digress. As I was saying, while humanity's use of electronics is tainted with unpleasant aspects ranging from the need for suicide nets under the windows of Chinese iPhone factories to the pathetic loss of face-to-face -face connections, perhaps no consequence has been as dire as the brutal violence seen in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. If you own an electronic device, you own minerals that were mined in the Congo. The country is said to have a resource curse with the death of 5.4 million people in the last 10 years, with an estimated 1,500 perishing daily. What could be valuable enough to claim the lives of so many? The minerals of tantalum, coltan, tungsten, tin, and gold are in massive supply in the Republic of the Congo. 50% of the world's tantalum is found in the region. And these minerals hold enormous worth in the current age as laptops, video game consoles, cell phones, and numerous other devices that could not function without them. These Congolese conflict minerals are incorporated into the global raw material supply and can be found in the final products of Apple, IBM, Nintendo, Dell, Canon, Samsung, Motorola, HP, Acer, Nokia, and other major electronics brands. 
The manner in which the minerals are obtained has created the foundation for cruel conflict. In order to maintain control of and work the mines, militants require citizen labor and cooperation. Children are often kidnapped and used as soldiers or miners. Men and women are underpaid and overworked on the mining grounds, and rape has become the most common control tactic used by the militants to assert their authority over the Congolese. A study in the American Journal of Public Health estimated that two million women had been raped in the Congo and at the rate of one woman raped every minute. And that number has only continued to rise. Rape is a common, if scarcely combated, weapon of war and the level of violence in the Congo displays how dependent militant groups are on rape to fracture families and communities. And this directly leads to the AIDS health crisis. An estimated 30% of women have contracted HIV due to a 60% infection rate among the militant men. As reported by the director of Strong Roots, a charity dedicated to improving the condition of minors, civilians unlucky enough to live near deposits of conflict minerals are driven from their homes subjected to horrific human rights abuses and sometimes forced into slave labor in the mines and driving survivors into the jungle to die of starvation and disease. The article then goes on to explain the billions of pounds those minerals have generated have brought nothing but misery and death to the very people who live on top of them while enriching a microscopic elite in the Congo and their foreign backers and underpinning our technological revolution in the developed world. And yes, they are talking about you and me. According to a lengthy 2011 report by the organization Free the Slaves, the average worker in the Congo earns about a dollar a day. And yet the country's untapped mineral resources have an estimated value of $24 trillion. Having endured over 125 years of one unstable regime after another, the Congolese people have been unable to form a stable government and to build a social and political institutions. Great natural resources, along with the absence of a functioning government, are an open invitation to corruption and violence from surrounding countries and others who want a piece of the wealth. Now once processed, the minerals are then resold to tech companies for use in the production of our digital devices. Money obtained from the sale of smuggled minerals, illegal taxes exacted from workers, and proceeds from captured and raped women sold back to their communities provide rebel soldiers with funds to purchase yet more weapons. And the cycle of war and corruption goes on while we in the West turn a blind eye to the violence behind a booming industry that fuels both our economy and our fancies. According to A World Without Genocide at the Mitchell Heemline School of Law, it is estimated that 6 million have died as a result of the conflict and an estimated 45,000 more die each month. In 2016, there were about 40,000 children working in the mines across the Congo. Hundreds of thousands of women have been raped and sold back to their villages for ransom. And these are casualties of a war financed primarily by the electronics industry. How can we not know about this? Why have conflict minerals gotten so little coverage in the media? People die so we can get mobile phones? The untold suffering of children from violence on one end of the earth is enabling children on the other end to waste hours each day immersed in violent computer games 
or the sheer stupidity of social media. The rape of thousands of women on one end of the earth has been ignored and complicitly accepted so that parents on the other end of the earth can use the Internet of Things as parental replacement technologies such as iPads for kids or smart baby monitors to help raise their children. Millions of people have died on one end of the earth so that millions of people on the other end of the earth can saturate their living spaces with mega levels of wireless radiation which cause suffering, disease, and death. Something has gone terribly awry here. And one can only wonder what kind of havoc billions of new internet-connected things will wreak on the long-standing instability and violence in the Congo and of the temptation to exploit these people in order to produce affordable technologies. Can the Internet of Things be produced without reliance on conflict minerals and the exploitation of Congolese workers? Our tech industry has fueled warlords in the Congo for over two decades. Will these warlords be needed to fuel our Internet of Things? Is there any hope for peace in the Congo when peace might only be possible by settling for less? What will our industries and government choose? Social justice or economic growth? Peace or prosperity? I think we already know the answer. But the bigger question is, what will we choose? I challenge you as an adult parent, grandparent, sister, brother, aunt, uncle, cousin, neighbor, or friend, the next time little Susie or Johnny wants the newest, fastest, coolest phone ever? Take a moment. Grab the nearest phone, which I'm sure will already be in someone's hand or back pocket that you can be sure comes from a blood-soaked origin, and search for conflict minerals and cell phones. That's right, do a search. Then ask the child, do you know how these phones are made? Do you know what's in your phone? And explain, your cell phone contains hundreds of different materials combining more than 40 elements. That is one-third of the elements in the periodic table. Some of them are labeled as blood minerals or conflict minerals. And then read about it together. Look at the pictures of innocent children who trade their very lives so you, little Susie or Johnny, can text emojis and pictures of your food to other random kids for absolutely no reason. Certainly, no reason important enough that another person across the globe should die or suffer for. Oh, and I can hear the backlash. I don't even know where the Congo is. This doesn't affect me, but Mary has the new phone. Or maybe, just maybe, if given the chance to really understand what this frenzied consumerism is all about, maybe Susie or Johnny will feel emotion, empathy, sympathy. And what to do if they don't? Well, you're the adult. Set an example of emotion, empathy, and sympathy, and just say, no, no, we are not going to contribute to the rape or death of another human being so you can have the newest gadget. Does your current phone work in case of an emergency? If yes, then good enough. Move on. Children learn what they live, what they see. Let's give them the information to make an informed and heartfelt decision. And as adults, let's not give in and run away, afraid of our children. Set the example, be the change, stand up for what is right and decent. Visit the website, whatis5g.info and share today's program with another person, or two, or ten. You'll find it at speakupandstayalive.com. 
that is speakupandstayalive.com. I bet those thousands of innocent people in the Congo would like to speak up and stay alive. Let's do it for them. Will you? I'm here with disturbing news about our favorite gadgets, cell phones, tablets, Wi-Fi, etc. Putting it bluntly, they are damaging the living cells in our bodies and killing many of us prematurely. I'm Dr. Martin Blank from the Department of Physiology and Cellular Biophysics at Columbia University. Before Edison's light bulb, there was very little electromagnetic radiation in our environment. The levels today are very many times higher and natural background levels and are growing rapidly because of all the new devices that emit this radiation. An example that a lot of us have in our pockets right now is the cell phone. One study shows that as cell phone usage has spread widely, the incidence of fatal brain cancer in younger people has more than tripled. We are putting cellular antennas on residential buildings and on top of hospitals where people are trying to get well. Wireless utility meters and cell towers are blanketing our neighborhoods with radiation. Future generations, our children, are at risk. The World Health Organization and international standard-setting bodies are not acting to protect the public's health and well-being. We are really all part of a large biological experiment without our informed consent. To protect our children, ourselves, and our ecosystem, we must reduce exposure by establishing more protective guidelines. Now, right now, I have something interesting to share with you that crossed my desk this week. Your Samsung Smart TV is spying on you. <laughs> That's right. You may be loving your new internet-connected television and its convenient voice command feature, but did you know it's recording everything you say and sending it to a third party? This is from Shane Harris at The Daily Beast. He writes, Be careful what you say around your TV. It may be listening and blabbing. A single sentence buried in a dense privacy policy for Samsung's internet-connected smart TV advises users, please be aware, that if your spoken words include personal or other sensitive information, that information will be among the data captured and transmitted to a third party. So be advised, if you're too lazy to pick up the remote, you may want to keep your conversation with the TV as direct and non-incriminating as possible. Well, I guess Samsung took this article to heart. Samsung just warned its customers that their smart televisions may be impinging on their privacy. Having confirmed that the smart TVs do, in fact, listen in on customers, the company is now warning customers not to speak about personal information while in front of their televisions. Samsung noted that the voice activation features on the smart televisions captures all nearby conversations and that the TV sets can share that information with both Samsung and third-party services. And I still ask, why are people so willing to give up their personal and private information for a tiny bit of what they are told is a convenience? I don't know, but I just thought I'd share this with you so you can make an informed choice whenever you watch television. Hi there, I'm Gina Murphy-Darling, the voice of Mrs. Green on the airwaves. Mrs. Green's World is a global movement of ideas and actions made up of people who care about their own health and the health of this planet. If you're interested in things like clean water, clean air, clean oceans, 
or would like to know more about just what it means to live a sustainable life, you will love to hear what our guests from all over the world have to say. Please visit our website at mrsgreensworld.com to learn more and to become a part of our world. Well, there you have it. Lots to think about and plenty to share with others. And to do so, simply head over to the website, speakupandstayalive.com, where you can listen to today's show again and hear previous episodes all under the Radio Archives button. And while you're there, visit the shop page to get a copy of the life-saving book, Speak Up and Stay Alive, Your Hospital Survival Guide. And if you just need more of me, invite me to speak to your group, club, church, business, or hospital. My presentations are fun, fast-paced, informative, and life-saving. Visit speakupandstayalive.com for more information. Email me at pat at speakupandstayalive.com or call me and leave a message on the radio studio line 440-725-5462. That is 440-725-5462. Well, that is it for today. Until next time, I hope you have a healthy and a happy week. I am Pat Rulo, and I am the voice for Informed Choice. Are you looking for a speaker for your next event who's fun, fast-paced, enlightening, and did I mention life-saving? Then you need me, Pat Rulo, healthcare safety expert, patient advocate, and radio host. Visit speakupandstayalive.com or call 440-725-5462. Stay safe from little-known healthcare and hospital hazards. Call 440-725-5462 or visit speakupandstayalive.com.